he sucks and he'll always suck. Day three is in the books, and here we are. Hay is in the barn, bud. Hay is in the barn. We're almost done. We were supposed to be bailing hay? Yeah, that's that's the, the phrase. Hay is in the barn. Shit, I have not got any of my hay done. You don't have any of your hay done? None. None. I have. I didn't even get a baler or anything yet, so. Oh, my gosh. You are way behind. Yeah, the hay hasn't even been cut yet. Okay, so here we are. We are one day away, and we are going to go with probably a lesser group that nobody is really probably not going to draft, but we have shown interest, than a big one that we have shown interest in. Um, so let's start here, though. Your take, quick take, Rob Gronkowski. You know, it's kind of the whole Buccaneers thing is going to be so fascinating to watch. And I think obviously there's potential that all the stars align and it works out and they're this super team. But we've seen these super teams before, right? And and it, it seems to never work out the way everyone thinks it does when you get all these big names together. I don't know if Gronk, I mean, one, he's super skinny right now. I know he's supposedly started putting on he weight. He's not as skinny as you keep saying that he is. Uh, I don't think he's not in football shape, right? I mean, he hasn't played football in a while. I mean, uh, the motherfucker just jumped off a balcony onto a group of wrestlers. I mean, I mean he's he's pretty thick and enough to do that. All right. Well, I mean, I'm saying he's looked pretty skinny in, in the last year or so with, uh, you know, whenever he's been, like, promoting his, like, weed company and all this other stuff um I, I just don't know like there's so many question marks with him uh, as far as like injuries and I mean he's 31 years old he's been out of football for a little bit now I don't know what he's gonna look like I mean maybe the year off will be great for him that's that's certainly possible but uh I, I just there's so much uncertainty with this whole thing that I just feel like it could end up being great. It could end up being terrible. Like he could get hurt day one in training camp and it'd just be over. Okay. I kind of disagree with you, obviously, but I, I, know. I think you got that the Buccaneers are actually going to be a playoff team. Uh, I always thought since the beginning that the Buccaneers was going to be the more logical landing spot when the combine was rolling around. And here we are. And I just don't want to hear the people say, Oh, well, we could have had Gronk and Brady. Like, who cares? Like, we would have to trade a third-round pick for Gronk because we yeah, don't have a fourth, and we have to take on a $10 million salary, which effectively gets rid of Clowney, and yeah. Brady and Gronk do not make up for what we need, which is a desperate pass rush. Yeah. And Speaking, it is such a short short-sighted like short-term thinking moves you know obviously they're going for it right now which sure that's fine and all but i don't know i kind of part of me wonders what's good what are the bucks gonna look like in two years you know when brady's 45 years old and probably not playing anymore gronk's out of the league and, and godwin's got, probably on another team because they can't afford him 
Right, right. So yeah, I kind of wonder uh, wonder what this is going to turn into. Well, speaking uh, of pass rush and what it's going to turn into, Diana Rossini last night really laying it, putting that little nugget out there that she thinks the Tennessee Titans are going to be the ones to end up with Clowney. Uh, we've kind of felt that, or at least I've felt that. You have came around to that as the longer this goes on. Diana Rossini seems to know what's going on in the coaching staff uh, area. What do you think of this? Yeah, I, I, I think it continues the trend of kind of the tea leaves lining up around uh, Clowney ending up here. I think I, I've said for a while now that the, now that the Seahawks appear to be moving on, and I know their GM said that the door isn't technically closed, but a lot of the language he used in that statement he made about Clowney was past tense, and it sounded like they had basically moved on as if they were not going to be signing him. Um, so with them out of the picture, I, I think the Titans by far make the most sense, uh, for him. He's got the familiarity. He's, he's not going to a totally unfamiliar defense that he's going to have to learn on a shortened off season and, and all this other stuff like he would with the Jets or Browns. So, um, I don't know. And besides he, he's always said he wanted to play for a contender. Um, this team was an AFC championship game last year. I, I think. I think they make the most sense, and I think he makes the most sense for them, too. So I think it's a perfect fit. Well, let's get into the draft. Uh, let's start. We're talking about quarterbacks and offensive linemen today. So let's go with quarterbacks first. Um, doesn't it kind of feel good to know that we really don't need a quarterback to that is an immediate starter, but we're really looking for a backup that we can build up? It is. You know, the funny thing is there's like this alternate universe that I was preparing for uh, after week six of the season. Well, I we think were... we were recording before week six, uh, yeah. power ranking the names of these uh, <laughs> yes. of the quarterbacks. And I was kind of excited to do a little uh, a little quarterback uh, draft thing going on here. But I, ultimately, it's better to watch good football. So I'm glad that it worked out the way that it did. Um, and, and that we're not having to worry about finding a QB of the future here in the draft this year. Okay, let me. I'm going to kind of interview you about these prospects. We're going to take a little different approach. Okay. All right. Okay. Now, as we know, mock drafts are pretty accurate. They're 100% accurate. And in my mock draft two nights ago, Tua fell to 29. If that were to happen, and the Titans, can't, for whatever reason, can't find a trade trade partner do you draft to it no matter who else is there oh my goodness you know maybe i don't i don't know that i would say no matter who else is there um but i'd have to think about it for sure because i, I do think two is a really good quarterback prospect and you don't know if he's gonna be able to stay healthy or how fluky all these injury issues are um, but if he is healthy, then I, I think then I, you'd be stealing a top 10 quarterback prospect, um, at that point. So I, I would probably lean towards yes, take. Okay. So, okay. So let's talk about another quarterback prospect that could be there at 29 that was pretty much in the mid teens. And now he's back down there. Jordan Love. If Jordan Love is there and you can't find a trade partner 
or even if you can find a trade partner, but it's the Colts, what do you do? I would, I would probably trade. I would probably trade down. Um, I mean, even if it's the Colts, even if it's the Colts, because they're going to take mean, Jordan Love. The the idea of Love being on the, their team and and potentially reaching his ceiling with them does scare me, no doubt about it. But he's also a, a big time boomer bust guy, so I, I don't think you can necessarily fear him so much that you wouldn't take a great haul of picks to. To move down because ultimately it's about making the titans better you gotta you gotta focus on that before you focus on hurting your division rivals okay jalen hurts we know that you lean towards him in the third round but yeah. why jalen in particular do you what do you, what about his game do you find so intriguing to and will translate to the next level i think if you look at some of the accuracy numbers from this past season, his numbers are right. Kind of, it, it goes Burrow to, a, and then Hertz is the clear number three as far as accuracy. All you know, anybody that's that's doing quarterback charting and and measuring accuracy to that kind of degree, above and beyond just completion percentage numbers. Um, is going to find Hertz as the third most accurate quarterback in this class. You add to that the playmaking ability, the speed. You know, he's a four, five, nine guy. He's a really good athlete. And then you've got the leadership, the football character, the the personality traits, the work ethic. Um, I think all of that makes him a really attractive package for whoever ends up drafting him. Um, and he's still, you know, I think we get a little bit of a perception of him. We we think that he's been around for forever and that he's, he's had all this experience. He's still not even 22 years old. He's still just 21 years old. He's one of the younger quarterbacks in the class. Um, in fact, I think he's the youngest quarterback in the class outside of Jordan Love among the, like, top six or seven, whichever guys, you know, that are kind of viewed as possible starters here in the first couple years of their careers but um i don't know i've, I've always kind of trended towards jalen hurts um and i think I, I think he's a guy that you have to if he falls to a certain point you have to take a long hard look at him and just say all right is, is this somebody that maybe we want to stash and use as a backup for a few years but then have as a long-term option is uh, him being best friends with aj brown a huge factor I mean, it's not a huge factor for me. Now, is it the biggest it, factor? Let's be honest. Is it I the mean, biggest let, factor? Let's be real. Like AJ Brown's going to be the face of the Titans' offense probably for the next, uh, you know, five years or so. So thirteen years. Buddy here uh, certainly couldn't hurt. Okay, Jake Fromm, if he is still there in the fifth round, and we filled at least cornerback. Let's see, we'd had three picks. A cornerback, um, defensive line, and third down running back. Let's say we got those positions filled, and Jake Fromm is there in the fifth round. Yeah. Are you going to draft him? Assuming there's no good tackles on the board um, or offensive linemen in general, I probably would. Um, Fromm is problematic in a lot of ways, but in the fifth round, I think his floor – is that he's going to be a very, very good backup quarterback, like a, 
like I think he's like an AJ McCarron type uh, long-term backup QB who can come in, win you a couple games if you need to, uh, play him for a little bit. But he's he's not well. He's not going to win you games, but he's not going to lose you games. I guess is the better way to put it. Um, so I I I think he'd be a great backup behind Ten Hill, honestly. Ugh. Okay, let's. That <laughs> <laughs> just that's the skeevy. That's so skeevy. Strong, I know, like it's dirty. I mean, everyone's decided this guy is literally the worst quarterback in the entire draft. But I just I think he's better than. No, Jarek Guantano is in this draft. (laughs) So Jake Fromm is not the worst, and there's Shea Patterson. So let's not get, let's not make him out to be a martyr or anything. Okay, (laughs) let's talk about Jacob Eason, six six, two hundred twenty seven pounds, and he's got a rocket launcher for an arm. Where do what? What round do you think he goes, and is he a guy that you would like to see behind Tannehill? Where would you draft him if he was still there, if you were the Titans? Third, fifth, or seventh, I guess. He's interesting. He's a guy I've kind of gone up and down on also. Um, Ultimately, he scares the crap out of you because he's – the reports on him are that he's maybe not a great, um, like – your your traditional he's like the opposite of from right he's he's got all the tools but he does not have the uh kind of mental side of the game he doesn't have uh, a whole lot of leadership qualities he doesn't you know his football character and stuff like that gets questioned so guys like that especially at the quarterback position scare you because you don't know how dedicated they're going to be or how much they're uh, and especially if they're going to come in and have to be a backup, or are they going to be happy with that? Or are they going to, you know, be pushing to get their playing time? Or are they going to be trying to get a trade in a couple of years? Or what, what's going to happen there? I don't think he's probably a great fit for what the Titans are looking for to quarterback right now. Um, so I think he's going to end up going day two one, one way or another, but I don't think like, Okay. So let's talk about two quarterbacks that we have been uh, linked in, and we'll end it here. But first, before we get to those, Cole McDonald, do you like the dreads? Do you think oh, they yes. give him yeah. extra power? Yes, 100%. Okay. He should have kept the dreads. Um, the oh, has he cut them? were just majestic, and yeah. it made him different. You know, I like that he was different as uh, quarterbacks go. Okay, so it's James Morgan who is probably going to have to be drafted in the fifth versus Steven Montez, who's probably a seventh-round slash undrafted free agent. Which they've one are you choosing been, and why? They've also been linked to Anthony Gordon. Uh, oh, yeah. State, well, we'll throw Anthony Gordon in there, too. Is also a fifth-round guy. If I had yeah. to choose between the three of those, I'd probably go Gordon. Um, not the greatest size, but he's a good. he's got a good arm, accurate throw. Um, put up huge numbers at Washington State. It, it's cheap and easy to compare him to Gardner Minshew, but he kind of reminds you of Gardner Minshew. You obviously played in the same system. Um, I would probably lean towards him with Morgan as my uh, runner-up there. Gotcha. And would you take Cole McDonald all over all three of them? Because you're a Cole, Cole McDonald truther. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. Uh, okay. <laughs> Cole McDonald is more fun than I think actual. Um, like I, I don't think he's ever going to become a starter at the NFL level. Uh, okay. 
okay. crazy. He's like, he's a great athlete. So, so all that hype earlier was just like on your Twitter feed for like the last week was just a smokescreen. No, I, I do <laughs> like him. I, I would enjoy watching him, but like in preseason games, but I don't think I'd be thrilled to see him in a regular season game. By the time. All right. Moving offensive line, we're going to skip guards, right? I mean, we don't need yeah. to talk about guards. Sinners. Not a good class. Yeah. Sinners are, you got, how Maybe. how high or what, what value do you put on Tyler B- Badass? <laughs> um, I don't know. I, there's so many question marks with him because of the injury stuff that's out there. So we don't know how bad some of that is. Um. I'd, I'd have him as probably like a late day two guy, like maybe third rounder. Um, but I think he could end up being a steal there if he can kind of recapture some of that uh, form that he had as a junior uh, at Wisconsin, or I guess maybe as a Richard sophomore, actually, I think. Um, it, is Cesar Ruiz as good as what everybody's making him out to be, or is it just a the advantage of a thin class? I think it's mostly a thin class. I, yeah, I think that's he, what I'm kind of thinking. I'm thinking he's a better guy, guard than a center. Yeah, I mean, him, him and Cushenberry, I think, are the clear top two there, but it's not a good class, and you know, you're probably not going to be able to get one of those guys unless you're spending pick 29 on them. So I don't think the Titans are going to be able to find a an heir apparent to Ben Jones in this draft. Okay. Mecky Becton. Has his, you know, Mackay. may fall. Mackay? Mackay, yeah. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Beck, Bacon, um, old Bacon Arms, is could fall. If he's there at 29, I mean, you got to take him, right? I mean, oh, if, yeah. if, if Beckton, Thomas, Wirfs, or Wills, if one of those four are there at 29, do you have to take them? Mm, mostly, yeah, yeah. I think I think Wills would be the the ideal fit for what the Titans are looking for. Um, I don't think he'll end up falling that far. I think he's one of the safest of that top four group. Uh, I think him and Thomas are almost guaranteed to go top ten. Worse and Becton are the two that could fall, in my opinion. But um, yeah, Becton might be the most possible uh faller but i still think all these guys end up going in the top half of the first round so i think they go by 16 yeah the rumors are going crazy this morning about people trading up for tackles already like the panthers want to trade down the cardinals want to trade down it's going to be an interesting first round would you trade up for any of these guys if you're the titans i would not yeah i wouldn't either and and i think you know the guys that like Beckton, you mentioned that, uh, you know, he could fall. I don't think, and we'll talk about him more in a minute, but I don't think this, the difference between Mackay Beckton and Isaiah Wilson is that great. Oh, really? So yeah. let's talk about Isaiah Wilson. He is number 113 on the uh, prospect rankings for the Draft Network. Yeah. Um, I think he should be higher, but I don't know how often they actually update this thing because I yeah. think they all have their individual big boards. So, in doing so, Isaiah Wilson, you have been going crazy over Isaiah Wilson. You talked a little bit when we talked about DeAndre Swift. I've seen it on your Twitter. Isaiah Wilson, how high would you draft him? Is he a third round? Or if you if the tackles go quick, 
and let's say that Josh Jones, Niang, and Austin Jackson all go off the board in the second round before you pick, do you kind of just go Isaiah Wilson if you're the Titans? Oh, I'd take him at 61 all day long. If he's there at 61, I think you run to the podium or run to the Zoom button, whatever it is, and draft him. Um, I don't think they have to run. I think they're sitting down. uh, You just (laughs) very quickly scroll your mouse over and click the button. Um, But it's – I think he'd be a great value there. Um, So you think that's a value? Oh, 100%. I think so. So where do you rank him? Do you rank him above guys like Niang and Josh Jones and Prince Tego Wanaguaco? I'm actually working on my ta- my tackle uh, uh, list right now, and I'm uh, I'm probably gonna have uh, Wilson either fifth or sixth among tackles for the Titans specifically, not not in general. But um, he's a really interesting player, and after like when I first I first kind of watched him loosely, and then had the uh, the testing numbers come in and I immediately was like, Oh no, this guy isn't a Titans fit. I don't know why everyone's connecting him. But I went back after, you know, I, he's been connected to the Titans at 29 quite a bit. Um, he shows up there in a lot of mock drafts right now. Um, and so I went back and started rewatching him going, you know, am I missing something on this guy? And I really kind of got it on the, the second pass through and I was uh, watching him a little bit closer. He's, a better athlete than he tested. And I, I do think from a run game standpoint, he absolutely can execute the blocks that they need him to um, in that zone system. So I think he's a guy that's very interesting. And I, I, there's definitely a lot of smoke around him in the Titans right now. What do you think of these third round tackles like Matthew Pert and Ben Barch and S- Sadiq Charles? Um, Sadiq so, may be closer to fifth round, but yeah. I would really think fourth. But we don't have a fourth round pick currently. I think I think Charles is the most um, talented of that group. Uh, he's got some major off the field red flag things in his uh, profile, I guess, uh, that are going to drive him down. And apparently, some people even think he might not get drafted. Oh, uh, so kind of like a Lael Collins uh, situation. Yeah. yeah, well, except I think this stuff is actually stuff that really did happen and not just like a rumor that kind of got out of control right on draft day. Like What, uh, what is the rumor or the problem? For Sadiq? Yeah, it looks like it's undisclosed. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is. I have not seen anybody actually come out and specifically say um what his issues are but they're apparently relatively serious um for him to potentially not get drafted given the fact that he is a talented player i mean he's he's young he's played on a national championship team he uh, played well for that national championship team he should absolutely be a third round you know or higher uh type prospect if he was a clean off the field guy i think so um, it all depends on how willing teams are to overlook that, but I think he's the best of the bunch. Pert, I think, is soft. Uh, Barch, I, Ooh, I don't soft. Yeah, S A W F T. He is. He's got he's got a crazy 
awesome build for a tackle. He's got 36 and a, over 36 and a half inch arms, which is absolutely ridiculous. Some of the longest arms ever measured uh, at the combine, but he just does not play with any sort of power or intensity at all. He, he just kind of catches guys. And I mean, he's not a terrible player, I don't guess, but I, I don't think he fits what the Titans would want. Um, and then Barch is such a small school guy. It's just so hard to project him. He had a good senior bowl, but um, it, it's just, I, I don't know what to make of Barch, honestly. At what point in the draft, if we haven't taken an offensive tackle by then, do you just say, okay, we're not drafting offensive tackle? If you're not going to take one, unless you're going to take a guy like a Sadiq Charles in round five, um, I think the first three rounds are where you have to get your tackle if you're going to take one. Because at some point, you're just taking fat guys uh, who can't play football. Like, I mean, that that really is what you're looking at once you get into late day three uh, type of tackles usually. So uh, most of those guys, most of those guys don't end up making the team and you're just kind of wasting picks at that point. Well, I kind of agree with you. I mean, I, I'm a big proponent of fat guy touchdowns, but there's only so many actual fat guys that can contribute that with needing depth and offensive line is not necessarily a depth need then I feel like if if you're not getting one of the top guys, it's just, it's just kind of like a Corey Levin situation. You're getting a guy, but you're not really expecting much from him. Yeah, I think you've got to find uh, a starter of the future is is what their goal should be. Um, and, and this is a good tackle class to do that. I, I think there's like probably 10 guys who could potentially be starters within the first couple years uh, of their careers and that's a high number um, compared to other draft classes for tackles there's I went back and looked at the 2016 class which is the last time four tackles went in the top 16 picks and only three tackles went between pick 17 and the end of round three uh, in that draft I think this this draft has both the high end uh, with that top four um, like the 2016 class, but it also has a second wave that'll be good at the end of round one and then into day two. Um, so I think this is one of the best tackle classes that we've seen in the last decade. So if, if, and that I think is probably as much a driving force behind the Titans interest in tackles as the need is, because I agree with you that Dennis Kelly can be a starter this year and he's not going to be, anywhere near the worst starting tackles in the league. Um, you know, he's going to be a perfectly capable right tackle. Uh, I don't think there's a huge issue there or a big hole to fill, but it's a good tackle class, and you kind of got to get these guys when you can because they don't come around every year. There's an, Every year you're not going to have a Isaiah Wilson that you could grab potentially in the second round um, that's just a you know absolute behemoth, uh, powerful, crazy athlete. Uh, for his size like that those guys just don't come around at all Ooh, you're really cutting it close because i was about to brag that this is probably the shortest podcast we've ever done and then you started going on this long tirade about offensive tackles i was like oh man we're not gonna get out of here on time we are under 30 minutes this is a new record for me and mike we did it we're quick 
in and out, offensive tackles, quarterbacks. Tonight, Charles Barnes of Assembling Titans on Twitter is going to join us for the live mock draft show. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about cornerbacks, defensive linemen, and we're going to give our final predictions for the Titans. Uh, anything? La- any last words, Mike? You have one minute. The draft is almost here, and I'm really excited about it. Hayes in the barn, bud. Hayes in the barn. For Mike Miracles, at Mike Miracles on Twitter, I'm Zach Lyons. You can follow me on Twitter, at FWordsPod. For football and other F-words, you have just been effed.